You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios, the local, the state, the national man. We cover down on all the issues. and Like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, this is that day we call Friday Eve. Friday Eve. It's not Thursday. It's not Thursday, which is Boomer's least favorite day of the week. It's Friday Eve. Am I right, bud? That's right. That's right. <laughs> it is not Thursday. It's Friday Eve, which makes it way better. All right, but listen, uh, you're going to enjoy this monologue. Man, I'm telling you right now, this is the, this is the monologue. If, if I've ever had a monologue that said, America, it's this one. I mean, like, America, just hold my beer, America. This is the best monologue for America that I have ever heard. All right, y'all may remember, a story came out about a year ago. Dodge Motor Company, Dodge creating the dream job. For one lucky contest winner. Do you remember this? Every once in a while, one of those stories comes up that just kind of screams out that this is the greatest, wealthiest, most audacious country ever in the history of ever. I stumbled across the story quite by accident, but I'm a, I'm a car guy, muscle cars in particular. And this cool article caught my attention and the headline just took me to faraway places in my mind, man. So you ready for this? Here was the original headline that I found about a year ago. Quote, Dodge will pay someone $150,000 to drive a Hellcat muscle car for a year. Hello. Hello, Mr. Dodge. My name is Phil Williams. I want to be your friend. So apparently the person was scheduled to be designated as the chief donut maker. Donuts. <laughs> There's donuts. Donuts. And drive a Hellcat around and serve as an ambassador of goodwill for Dodge. Come on. That's an epic gig, man. Well, the contest did indeed happen. Dodge enlisted the assistance of wrestler and famed muscle car guy Bill Goldberg to host the competition, and the winner was crowned this past spring. A guy named Preston Patterson is now the official chief donut maker for Dodge, making a cool $150,000 a year and literally doing donuts at events around the nation in a 2022 Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat. How cool is that? How America is that? Anyone who knows me personally knows that there's two loves, well, four-wheeled loves, I mean, in my life, Jeeps and muscle cars. I've got friends who love fine driving, sophisticated style, refined characteristics. Me, I have a love for raw horsepower and brute force. You heard me talk about my first car in the past. I know I've talked about it on the show. I'm going to talk about it again right now. You ready? I got it when I was 17. It was a 68 Mustang. A standard coupe, mind you, but it had a sweet little 289 V8. And after I had it bored 30 over, added a Holley 650 carburetor, hooker headers, an Edelbrock aluminum intake, crane cam, and a Mallory distributor, I was hooked. I ran that thing on classic Krager mags, ripped all over Huntsville in that sweet ride. And of course, since we're talking about the 1980s, my friend George, if you're listening, you know for a fact we had a pair of Jensen Triac speakers in the back with 60-watt power booster under the dash. And laugh if you want to, young people, but I could rock some Van Halen over the sound of my glass pack mufflers while I was cruising down Bailey Crove Road on a Friday night. Yes, sir. I loved that car, though, y'all. I loved it. To this day, there's a picture of it on the shelf in my office. I even... Tell you the truth, I even asked Charlene to marry me in it. It was a 68 Mustang, so now you know the reason why the right side phone number is 833-68-RIGHT. But I say all that to say the American dream still lives, right? That Dodd story, 
That's pure, solid, unadulterated, pressed down, but not shaken America. Think about it. What other country in the world has stuff like that going on? I mean, I get it. Good things happen in other places, sure. But right here, we have got it so good, and too often it becomes too easy to take it all for granted. How many countries in the world have a constitution that guarantees, actually guarantees, certain rights like speech and religion and due process and more? How many countries in the world make it a reasonable expectation that you will have access to clean water, electricity, and even cable TV? Where else can you go where your ability to drive on paved roads to virtually anywhere is assured and off-road is a choice? I mean, how many national archives in other countries of this world are filled with documents that indicate that freedom was the motivator for the establishment of their governance, as opposed to dominance or mere profit? And are you aware that in many places in this very world, you cannot worship freely, or at least not worship as you would choose, but we do? Have you considered the number of countries in the world in which property rights are generally considered sacred, where the courts are there for the purpose of ensuring that we remain a nation of laws? Where else can you find that the common man can rise to do uncommon things like you can here? That's where we are, y'all. That's where we live. Now, there will always be naysayers, and there will always be bad actors, and there will always be exceptions to the rule, but there is still a rule. And the general rule in this country is that the American dream is for everyone, that all men are created equal, that we may not be perfect, but by and large, we are good. I've seen other parts of the world. I've done mission work south of the border. I've seen the level of appreciation from those who have nothing when the smallest something is given to them. Of course, I've been to Afghanistan. I've known the fractured and fragile state of an economy where women are treated like cattle, and the rule of law means nothing unless you have the strongest hand. I remember talking to survivors in Iraq who told me the stories of what it was like to live under actual tyranny and to wonder why your family members disappeared in the night never to be heard from again. And I've also been to other Western nations where, generally speaking, I could identify with their basic systems of governance and civil infrastructure, but only to realize they still did not have, truly, truly, the same level of freedom that the least among all Americans in society has a right to claim. Now, I know in my own self that I'm the product of two working-class families, one set of grandparents from the steel mills in Birmingham and one who earned its way through the military ranks. But both were just good, solid, salt-of-the-earth folks who were never rich and who did not endow me with any trust funds, but who instilled in me, though, a richness that money cannot buy, that coming from that working middle class, I have had a chance to know adventure, to serve in dangerous territory. I've had a chance to walk in quiet scenery. I've had the chance to start businesses, to raise my kids, and to have this chance now to come on the air every day and tell the whole world about it. I mean, what a cool place we live. What an absolute privilege to be here. The by-God United States of America. I would suggest that this is likely the only place in the world where somebody can rise from nothing and truly become something because they have everything right there on the buffet of life, if they so choose. Yeah, this is the country. This is the country where it's still possible to live the dream and don't let anybody tell you different, including the fact that some random young guy named Preston Patterson woke up one day to be named the chief donut maker for Dodge Motors and get paid a king's ransom to drive a heck of a cool muscle car for a year. <laughs> and I like my job, but if they run that competition again, I might fill out an application <laughs> because that's America if I ever heard it. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Yeah, man, I tell you what, chief donut maker. I love the play on words, too. Just cutting donuts in a parking lot, getting paid $150,000 to drive a 2022 Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat. Yes! Hold my beer. America! All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. That's an iconic bump right there. Uh, little Guns N' Roses, iconic guitar riff there. Um, I was not even a huge Guns N' Roses fan, Boomer, until, um, I mean, like, like I kind of like, eh, Guns N' Roses. Bunch of, hed- <laughs> bunch of hedonistic <laughs> thugs. You know, I could listen to it a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't really want to get into their stuff. And then, I'll be honest with you, uh, when you're in combat ops in Baghdad and you're rolling through town with tanks and armored personnel carriers and the commander tells the PSYOP guys to kick up, uh, take me down to Paradise City on the loudspeakers while you roll through town with all that heavy metal, it's like, okay, I like Guns N' Roses you're now. Like, I, I like it now. <laughs> this is nice. Brings on a whole new shine for me. I don't know that uh, I don't know that Slash ever intended for that to be the effect, but it, it had the effect. Um all right. Uh, hey, listen. By the way, we got plenty going on right here. Boomer, you heard me talk about my first car. What was your first? What was your first car? Oh, I had an old blue Chevy. Old truck. blue. Oh yeah, single cab. Old blue still in the family. Old blue still in the family. It's it's a uh, it's trucking along. I wouldn't want to take it on any like long long hauls, but <laughs> yeah. maybe around town here and there. It's so old blue was your first. Like you drove it for how long? Uh, I drove it for uh, two and a half years, and then right like right before I went off to college. I got a different car. Oh yeah, you got mm-hmm. a common sense car or something. I got a you? common sense car. I really? mean, no, I got a uh, I got a Grand Cherokee after that. Oh, that's yeah. a good vehicle. It was a good. It was a great vehicle. Jeep brand, America, America Jeep. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, that that '68 Mustang I had. I drove it through high school, um, drove it through college, and then I'll be honest with you. I, I even asked Charlene to ma- marry me in it, which I sort of thought meant that I'd never have to sell it. <laughs> and then you had to sell it. <laughs> then I had to sell it. We uh, we actually. We were young newlyweds with insurance that didn't have uh, a pregnancy coverage on it. And so then lo and behold, we were pregnant. You know, two years in and we're 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 having our first. Holy Ooh. cow. Whew. Now what? Now what you jumping in. Now there what you, you do is you find out how much this this birthing is gonna cost. And it turns out <laughs> that's what you can sell the Mustang for. Wow. So, you know, I sold my Fancy first baby that. to have my second baby. Uh, <laughs> but one day you'll find, find that 68 Mustang again. Brother, I have, I've actually, okay, as long as we're just rambling here on the radio for a minute, <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I have, um, I have literally kind of sought out where it went. And I, I know the last name of the guy who bought it. It was so, we sold it down in the Mobile area. Okay. And, um, but I don't know any more than that. I don't know how to find it. I got to thinking later on, I spent eight years in the state Senate. I probably could have called in a favor or something down in Montgomery and said, search the records. Sure. But, but I don't have anything that tells me the VIN number. So I'd be going on, you know, flying blind. Uh, um, well, you know what? Maybe they're listening right now. Okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> Maybe they're listening. <laughs> if you're out there and you bought a 68 Mustang from a guy who was trying not to cry. But I, I, I tell you what, though, the dude. This is I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk radio stuff here in a minute. But as long as we're telling stories about my car, when the day I sold it, which 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 by the way was a day unto itself, I won't even try to tell you how much that car didn't want to leave me. It did everything it could <laughs> to not be allowed to drive off. I mean, it was it was breaking down. It was I mean, it was I was having to have a, a new carburetor uh, rebuild on it the day before the guy was coming to pick it up. The fuses went out the morning of. Oh. Uh, it was like all said and done. I was having to replace pieces on it to get it sold. And then the guy didn't show up to buy it. He sent his mom and his brother cause he was out of town. And, uh, and let's just say that mama came in her moo and stood there just, just bad mind. I don't know why I'm a boy wants to buy this car right now. I don't know why. I don't, all right. How much did he tell you? And I said, well, <laughs> and I told her the amount. 
And she, not, I kid you not, she reached into her bra and <laughs> literally, I mean, mama in the big moo-moo, if you know what I'm saying, literally reached down. She goes, I keep it right here so I ain't nobody going to get it. And I thought, well, that's true. And she literally, and, and, and the bills were all sweaty in a, in a wad. And she, she just hands it to me. You want to count it? And I said, no, ma'am, I really don't. No, ma'am, I don't want to flip through that. I want to go take a shower right now is what I want to do. But, um, yep, it, it drove away. And oh. uh, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's the last I saw. If, if my 68 Mustang, whose name was? Thunderfoot. Thunderfoot. You remember. I do. Uh, and it was, that, it was that almost ice blue, correct? It was. It was ice, ice blue. blue. Ice, ice blue. Ice blue. Yep. With a board out 289 and hopped up and riding on Krager mags and just looking good. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, listen, we got plenty of show for you. Think, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm actually going to come back and talk about like stuff that's on the Triple Dipper. Although, I, I will be honest with you, the, the text line has blown up, and I'm, it's, I'm not sure what it is. Oh, wow. Uh, um, yeah, my, okay. I got people texting about the car and everything else. Um, all right, so, listen, if you want to check out the show by live streaming, let me just encourage you real quickly to uh, go to right, rightsideradio.org. You can see the studio. You can watch Boomer and I as we uh, laugh back and forth. Uh, but you can also pick up the audio stream if you find yourself getting outside the overly broad range of our AM-FM capability. The live audio stream is available there, too. And then Boomer, the techno whiz, has got us streaming live right now on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, YouTube, as well as the website. That's right. That's right, dude. Um, but like I always say, if you're getting outside the overly broad range of our AM-FM capabilities all across the northern part of our state, anywhere in the big wide world, go to the World Wide Web, click on rightsideradio.org, and no matter where you is, there we is. <laughs> um, so, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to take Mike right now in a minute uh, with the uh, number one of the Triple Dipper. I'm jumping right into the military, something near and dear to all of our hearts. Ready the force. We'll talk about it. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio with my smooth new microphone. We'll be right back.